1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I am your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833 212 1017 is the number. So I'm first of all, it's pop off Friday. And I'm still kind of in my funk about poverty. Just just so you know. So just you know, don't don't get upset. Don't get mad. Don't get you know, bothered by it, but I have something that I think is very um, controversial that I'm going to say. And if you want to call 833-212-1017 is the number. I get it. Um, I'm going to make a statement and I know it's going to be some backlash, but at least wait for me to get through this segment and then you can call in and fight and complain and tear up the studio and all that stuff because it is what it is. You ready? All right. Teaching financial literacy to the black community is wrong. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Okay, I can stop talking here, but I'm not. Teaching financial literacy to the black community is wrong. You know why? Because teaching financial literacy in the black community Gives black people options. And that's wrong. Doing things like raising the minimum wage when I can't find anywhere new to bank, new to shop or live is meaningless. Why do I say that? Well, number one, Three things that are important. Let's, let's just pick the random three. Banking, shopping, housing. Based on the criteria of each option, poor people are severely, severely limited. So options mean I can actively and without barriers know a path I can follow options door one door two door three not doing it not passing through it just know that they exist and we always talk about financial literacy gives black people options but in the same vein choosing an option with little or no financial effect is what's actually needed i need to be in a place as a black man to be able to make a decision choose from the options, activate it, and not have a problem with it. That means I can choose with no regard for place, price, or entrance requirements. If I do, it's an option. It's like it's like enrichment, not education. It's like being given food, not being given utensils, Your hands tied behind your back and your mouth taped shut all the while telling somebody, hey, there's your food. Eat it. It's an option. But it's not a choice. You and I, some of us, many of us, not everybody, live and operate in a narrow shallow existence called poverty. We actually complain that those who pay taxes carry the poor when in fact tax benefits show the above average household, you know, middle class, upper class actually receive more in terms of actual dollars In terms of actual tax benefits than the poor. And so seeing. An option. Is. Like being on one side of the road seeing an apartment I can't afford with my name on it. But I can't get there. The road is blocked and the only way to get across is to have. A certain amount of money or a credit score, and the other road is blocked because we simply don't want you to get through. I've got options, I just can't choose them. I don't have the requirements to unlock the choice. And so what what happens is all those requirements are called choices. I can choose this because I have the proper credit rating, right? But I didn't create the credit score, right? I didn't create the bank. I didn't create the loan where you have to follow the criteria so that we can talk about helping the black community when in essence, we we only end up helping two or three people because, well, they have the option, they just can't choose it because we set the requirements. where they are. I want to live in that neighborhood and I can afford to live in that neighborhood. The problem is all things being equal, you don't fit the requirement. If you fit requirements, you can choose. If you make a certain amount of money, if you have a certain level of education, if you're able to pay certain things, You can do pretty much anything you want. Those requirements are called choices. When you have the money, the income, the job, the education, and not to say that education is everything, but when you have those requirements of what's needed, then you can make a choice. Otherwise, they're just options. Door number one, door number two, and door number three, that's it. But we go through life thinking that if I just teach you something and show you, if I enrich you, you have options. Yes, I can put you in a program that'll teach you how to buy a home. The problem is the bank based on their criteria won't give me a loan for it. So it doesn't matter if I have an option of getting a home, I can't choose to get a home because of the requirements. The requirements say I have to have a credit score, down payment, uh, be pre-approved, which is, I think is a ridiculous thing, just idiotically created by banks to make sure they're only giving their money to the people they want to give them to. And we have all these programs and they sound good, but in the end, only one or two get it. We like to shop where we want to shop. There's lots of options in the mall. You just don't have a choice because you either don't have enough money or it's after a certain time of day and you can't get in the mall. It's like enrichment, right? we give you information, you just can't act on it. So telling me about financial literacy without giving me the choices to exercise it and use it, knowing about how to write a checking account when I can't get a checking account at a mainstream bank or even a credit union does me no good. We have to remember that those that live in poverty don't need just access. They need to be in a place where they can make a choice that's best for their family. And that's the one thing they don't have. That's the one thing we have to share. But as you go through life, you need to start being aware. You need to start to understand that life is based on options and choices. And there's only one thing you need to do.
0: you pick. And that is Dr. Ken's Truth on the new 1017 The Truth. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the truth app at 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris, 833 212 1017 is the number. I know I got some calls, but Mike from Mill Road said, Facts, wow, what a perspective makes total sense to me. No contest. We just need to mitigate the poor habits. See, again, we're making assumptions about why we think people can't make it when, in fact, we need to actually talk to them because each person. Has a different issue, but that's just me. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Tony, you're on the award winning one zero one seven. The truth.
2: Doctor Ken, what's up? How are you this lovely Friday?
1: Hey, what's up, Tony? How's it going?
2: Not too bad. So I heard your opening monologue, and okay. I want to get uh, a the, the quantifier, and that is what is your definition of financial
1: literacy okay let me think about that for a second so hmm, financial literacy now that I've thought about it is the ability for someone to understand the options and requirements that are needed to do what they want to do financially that means that it's not about knowing it's about actually being in a position to where they can actuate what they're thinking. Like if I wanna buy a house, I actually make enough money and have enough so that I can then go and get pre-approved. Not just knowing about pre-approval, not just knowing about getting a mortgage, not just knowing I have to have X amount, 10%, 15%, 20% down to not have to pay. Uh, Mortgage insurance But to actually be able to walk in And do it That's a choice Right now we're just teaching options
2: Okay So This is where I kind of go with that Old adage of um, You know you give a man a fish You feed him for a day you teach a man a fish You feed him for a lifetime And so And I I think with financial literacy Is 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 broad, right? For example, if I teach some of these youth, for example, not to get $300 shoes and to show them how to invest that money so you can have something like a dividend coming back to you versus you buy these $300 pair of shoes, they look good for X amount of time, and then the value of them is completely gone versus purchasing, example, of a stock that's going to give you dividends every week, every month, um, uh, uh, that's your option, right? So if I teach you how to do this, and and, and like even you were saying about, if somebody has the ability to have, can pay for a home, right? And I kind of liken that to um, me um, purchasing duplexes and renting them out, right? So when I first got into the game, I thought that you had to have 25 to 20 percent down, right? And so this is me just fresh going into it and thinking that's how everybody does it. But understanding that's not how everybody does it. There's other Tony, options out there.
0: Yeah,
1: but but Tony, you're, you're you're missing. I think you're missing something. You're you're doing what I'm saying okay. everybody does. The issue is until you put them in a position where they have. A job that can give them the down payment, you telling me that has no bearing on anything. Me knowing about it, yeah, means nothing.
2: That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going off your example of. You, like, you told me that if you have the resources to be able to purchase a home, right? You're saying, I have it. Um, I went to the bank, and due to their criteria, I don't meet that threshold.
1: Well, then so, you don't meet it then. Then I mean, you don't like, have dude, the criteria. So, unless you... you said, Unless you give me the techniques and what I absolutely need to do in order to have it in the first place. Somebody sold me something that that you you telling me you have it is one thing me showing you Mm -hmm. this is how you get it. This is where you go. This is how you save. This is how much money you save. How much money do you make? This is the percentage you save. This is the place that you put it. And this is how you have access to it when you need it to put, put down your down payment. This is how you go into your credit. These are the things you get rid of. This is how your credit rating is going to drop for about a month or two. And then it'll rise up again and be higher than it was. All those things are what we have to teach and then do. Not just but that
2: will be, literacy.
1: Nah, that that's will be more than financial literacy. No, financial literacy. All literacy is, is you're literate in it. You understand it. Actuating it is a whole other issue. We're good at that.
2: See, see I, I think that's where I like our definition, you and I's definition, um, is vastly different. Because I don't want to just tell you, like, here, here's a bank, go to this, this is what you need, and you should be approved. I want to show you hands-on, this is how it was done. And if this happens, for example, going back to the house situation, you went to this one bank, there's hundreds of banks that are out there and if this bank doesn't do it this bank has a different criteria which you may meet and be able to get this whether that be a bigger down payment or a higher interest rate or whatever that may be for you to meet their criteria so my 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 financial literacy is not just teaching them about it but how to implement it and how to follow, and how to follow through with it
1: are you going to do it that, with them that's just my Are you going to do it with them?
2: Of course. Yeah, of course. Like, for example, I'm teaching my niece how to invest in the stock market. So I'm going showing her through, here's the the people that I looked at to get a better understanding how to do it. This is what I used as a test sample. For example, uh, I hate to do this, but (laughs) I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I purchased a share of Tesla, right? I was like, okay, I have this disposable income. Let me invest in Tesla. When they jumped up to $1,400 a share, I was like, sweet. That's, so what I was what I was shown works. And so me teaching her, like, this is the process that I went through. You open up a Weibo account. I will go through the steps of what you do, what you need to look for, what you, uh, 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 which stocks are given dividends, and then we'll go from there. So you let me know which one that you find interesting. Like, Waste Management gives a dividend. McDonald's gives a dividend. So, like, which one do you frequent with the most? Go to the places that you use the most. If you go to McDonald's, if you go to Starbucks, pay yourself to go there. You know? So if you're going going with those companies, go with the companies that you're going to purchase stuff from. And so then you can get a dividend. And I'm going to walk you through this process.
1: Okay, so, then what do do what with with so what do I do with my dividend? So what do I do with my dividend? Say what? What do I do
2: with? And my then dividend? I tell them like this. I tell them like this: like you
1: can either keep it or reinvest nope. it. It's up to nope. you. Nope. Nope. See, th- therein lies my issue. Give them all of okay. the options because now they're in a place to make a choice of those options. That's what counts. Mm-hmm. Don't just give them left or right, and that's it. We, we do that too much. Oh, you want to buy a house? You can do this. You know, that's how you got stuck in the 20% piece. Oh, you got to have 15 to 20% to do that because somebody who didn't want you to do it gave you a threshold that was so high that you just gave up and said, forget about it. That's the problem. Literacy is simply the ability to read and write. I can just tell you about it. I know about it. That's it. That's not enough. That's all literacy is but to have the, the knowledge, the ability, the, the competence, the steps, that's way past literacy. That's you being competent at doing it because somebody gave you the steps, walked through the steps with you, and now you can do it, gave you the options, and you made the choice. Only when you understand it and have done it and experienced it can you look at something and say, Yep, I'm gonna choose that one. After you've looked at multiple houses and understand how they work and understand this versus that, 20-year mortgage, 15-year, 30-year, how much you pay, down payment, um mortgage insurance, 20% no, 20% or less, yes. All that, then it's no longer an option, it's a choice because now you have the cash, you have the bank, you have all that. You you've you've met all the criteria. And now you can choose it. We're setting people up for disappointment by giving them financial literacy.
2: So, last thing. Would you think that giving them the financial literacy of not, well, yeah, this this will fall onto that. Okay, instead of you spending money on the newest pair of shoes, the newest pair of clothing, the newest iPhone. Um, in my case android uh this is where you can put this money at that's going to give you return on investment versus being a liability
1: no and here's why i think it would be better and and we might be saying the same thing so I, i i understand what you're saying the difference is this where you need to be in addition to that is that I can go out and buy an iPhone and spend $1,200 on it and not think about the financial ramifications because I have it already. That's a choice. Mm-hmm. The option is whether yeah. or not I can go out and buy. That's what we have. Your financial literacy gives you the, the option of looking at it and deciding between the two. But when you can go out and ha- not have anything fluctuate, change, just like you can, you can just go out and buy a new phone and you wouldn't think twice about it. Wouldn't even, wouldn't even blink pay it off the next month or pay cash for it. And we're just going about your business. That is where we need black people to be.
2: Okay. All right. I think we're at the same, <laughs> we're yeah, at, the same I mean, we at
1: the same place, but, <laughs> but we've yeah. been taught, we've been taught to teach people literacy and it's cute,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: it's like everything else. The education system never quite gives you the tools that you need to activate it they just give you the knowledge right. it's cute it sounds good but how do you use it right
2: all right all right Dr. Kent, i'm gonna I'm a text you to see about sunday all right
1: that'll work all right talk to you eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number i think i think it comes down to well Hmm. Somebody said, oh, that's weird. Okay. Da, 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 da. All right. Um, we'll, we'll do that. I just, I just saw your message. So. Uh, 833-212-1017 is the number. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. Traffic, sports, and weather up next. You are listening to Truth
0: in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. Give it up for Naughty by Nature! (laughs)
1: The truth in the afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Hip hop. parade. Y'all don't know what y'all are talking about. This song is older than most of y'all. So 833-212-1017 is the number. You know, Tony had some good points. Um, I think what happens is we generalize. Notice I didn't say Tony generalizes. I said we generalize when we say things and I think people take advantage of that. Oh, you want, you, want, you want enrichment? Oh, okay. I remember one time my daughter was in elementary school and I asked the teacher who was a kindergarten teacher and my daughter had gone on to go to first or second grade. And I said, hey, how come you all don't do summer school? Like, why can't kids who are good, who are excellent at it um, grow? and skip courses and do all this. Well, you know, we we believe in enrichment. And I said to myself, well, that's kind of dumb. Now, this certain school was of a certain religious denomination. A couple of their kids did the same thing and they got doubles, you know, as in they skipped the grade. They went from like sixth to eighth or fifth to seventh and it was perfectly okay for their kids but when ours showed promise, well, we just enrich them. We'll have a summer course for them. Everybody else gets promoted, right? And I always thought that was odd, but then I thought about it, and later I figured out that it wasn't odd. A lot of these are the same people that told my daughter that going to DSHA was going to be too hard for her. She should go somewhere else. And that's that subtle bigotry of low expectation. We've been victim of subtle bigotry from people, even black people who think we can't, or if we struggle, we'll just fall apart and turn into a, into a, into a marshmallow. We'll just melt. Oh my God, the heat got too hot. turn into a snowflake once the heat hits we'll just melt and it's not the case it does take grit fighting tenacity but it also takes money income good health all the things that people don't expect so we don't get any other resources you know as i you know And I have to say to Sandra, you turning me onto that book, Poverty in America, is amazing because the author actually spent time in Milwaukee and in Madison when he worked on his master's. And it was great to hear. Now, I don't agree with a lot of the stuff he said because he used data to support his argument without looking at it from both sides of the aisle. And so not aisle, but both both sides of the coin. And so for that, I went yes and no, but for the most part, he was pretty much on point. He talked about how tax law favors those who can afford to pay somebody to do their taxes. You realize we wouldn't need the entire certified public accountant industry if everybody went to a flat tax, that the lobbyists would go crazy, the politicians would, would, would catch crap every single day because we don't need the CPA, we don't need the accountant, everybody pays this amount. You know, in foreign countries, the Netherlands, and I'm trying to remember the other countries they, they mentioned, the government does your taxes they submit it to you and say, hey, this is how much we took out this, is how much you owe. Yay or nay. And you check yes, and that's all you have to do. If you check no, then you get to go in and sit down with them and say, hey, I paid this, I paid that. You didn't give me this deduction. I didn't have that deduction. You didn't give me this, that, blah, 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 blah. And you come up with a number. See, if we did that, we would have no issues with raising taxes to pay for things. The city wouldn't have any issues. But. Now we do. And so the people that have the money, and I mean the people that have the money, like you have a job that's paying you full time, get to have the advantages from having the money. And those that don't, don't get the advantage. And I think it's unfortunate, but that's just how life goes. And until we give them the ability to be able to choose, then poor people will, will will never make it out. And I wouldn't say, so the author talked about the fact that we take advantage of people who are poor and you know, we pay them too few wages. He did, he did make a point about the economist that came up with the idea that if we raise the minimum wage, then it would cause people to lose jobs and people to not be able to make it. But I think in the end I think it's false. And and many times it's it's important that we remember it's it, it's important to remember that sometimes we go overboard in proving something without really knowing. This economist came up with the idea that if we actually raise the minimum wage from seven fifty dollars to $15, we would lose jobs. Not that if they made $15, they would be able to afford more, get better housing, better food, all that, right? Nope. And normally, the cost is passed on to the consumer anyway. So really, what do you have to lose? If it goes up, costs go up, everything goes up. But I think there needs to be a meeting of the minds so that we can understand and know exactly what we are doing. Otherwise, we're going to guarantee that the poor are with us always. And yes, the Bible says the poor will be with us always. But I'd like to add a caveat. No, I'm not adding something to the Bible. I'd like to add the caveat that unless we don't want it to happen the poor will be with us always unless we don't want them to and then we can find ways to fix it but i heard sherwin talking about that very thing this morning when he talked about the fact that there are some buildings downtown where some people pay 30 percent of their rent and other people pay two thousand dollars and so if you're paying if you only make $1,000, this was Sherman's example. If you only make $1,000 and you pay $300 and I'm paying $2,000 for two bedrooms, one and a half baths, in a luxury apartment building downtown, I'm feeling some kind of way because you'd better be in a place where you take care of your property and make sure your apartment is clean and take out the garbage and all that. Makes sense? But for some reason, we don't do that. People feel they should be able to live how they want to live. And so people that have the money move to suburbs and when they move to suburbs, they move around people that are like them. And as their, their income goes up, people around them, their income goes up and it's, it's a self fulfilling prophecy where you just keep being around people who have more, who do more and have the ability to pay somebody to make sure that you get and pay less than your fair share in taxes. Now it's not that it's a fair share. It's that the deductions you're able to take by making so much money and living in a house and those things are different. And so when I said the other day, my preference of an apartment over a house didn't mean you shouldn't own a house. I remember somebody called and challenged me on that. That's not what I meant. Because there are certain tax ramifications for home ownership, uh, reducing your taxes, having those things in your uh, taxes be deductible and thus you pay less taxes overall right that that's that's not what i'm talking about that's a great idea when you're in that 40 50 60,000 range and you want to buy a house i think that's an op- opportune time to do so it's when you start to make more money it doesn't necessarily in my instance work for you in that me taking a deduction on my loan, I'm, I'm going to pay the bank the mortgage with interest, or I'm going to pay the tax man. Do I care who I pay as long as it's less? So the percentage in tax that I'm saving by owning a house and paying the bank a mortgage for me isn't enough. I'd, I'd rather pay taxes. I'd rather pay the 28, 30, 40% on tax than to pay the mortgage and interest and mortgage insurance. That's just me. But it's different for each person. And we continue to stay in poverty because no one will sit down and give us the information we need in order to have a choice. What are your thoughts? 833-212-1017 is the number.
0: More of Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017 The Truth, the Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. The Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on 1017thetruth, the Truth Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris 833-212-1017 is the number rob you are on the award-winning 1017 the truth thanks for having me dr ken how are you doing ken? i hope you're doing well i'm doing good yeah i just want to talk
3: about taxes taxation and all that i've been listening um i think that the first i don't mind paying taxes myself like you said especially on a mortgage because you pay the taxes on it every year That takes away from paying high interest and takes away from making a mortgage payment go up. You know, and then also the best thing that you can do as far as getting into the middle class is home ownership. And then after home ownership, you can start to a small LLC or start to a small business, S corporation, C corporation, what have you, out of your home office. And then you can start depreciating some things and expenses, and then you can start paying less in taxes. So that's the first thing. You got to know what you can do and how to leverage your liabilities and make more assets for yourself. But we're not taught that. So you have to find those type of community advocates and some community programs that will teach you those type of things.
1: But wait a minute. So why do I need a community program? Why can't I just go to somewhere like a Barnes and Noble or a bookstore, read it, and then do it? Well, like that's just well, another that's, program. Yeah. That well, but that's yeah, just. That's, a, Go ahead. That too, but if you can't, if you don't want to
3: do that, or you can't think, if you don't think that you can get the knowledge, like a lot of people say, well, I don't understand what I'm reading, so they may need somebody to teach them. That, but I, me myself, I can read it. But you know, if you, if you can read it, go get you a book. They have what is that? Um, they have those that series of books, for yep. Dummies, or yep. and something like that. Yep. Yeah. So something like that, you know. Just, anyway, get the knowledge is what I'm saying. Those he lacks for parents. Those who lack. Um, Perish for lack of knowledge. Get
1: the knowledge, you can do great things. All right, thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. All right, Ken. Doctor Ken. Bye. Bye. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. He is absolutely true. He is. He is spitting facts. The my only unreadiness was again the program. We got too many programs in our neighborhood. All oh, you got to go through this six steps of this that what do you need to know? Here's the information read it. If you have any questions come holler and we're done. That makes the person what it emboldens them to learn it for themselves so that they can grow and expand themselves Two, if they need help. They need to with with all humility be able to ask. The question and the person answer it with all humility and not make the person feel like they're dumb or they don't know something. There is enough real estate in Milwaukee for everybody to own one piece and make it. it I think the problem is everybody wants to own their own and they want everybody not to own it and they want to be the big dog on the top of the hill. Makes no sense to me. We can all pursue what we want to pursue in our own niche, in our own way, make millions of dollars and never take out of the pocket of the person next door to us. But we just get mad that the next person has it and we don't. I could tell you the friends that I lost. When I went to graduate school, and it was funny because when I got my master's, one of the instructors said, "Out," he, he just said outright, out he said, just so you know, when you're done, you're going to lose some of your friends. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of dumb. Why would you say that? That makes absolutely no sense. Right? Not thinking it through, not considering his experience, his time teaching, all that. I said to myself, "eh, that's dumb. And then I finished. And someone just said off the cuff, where are you going? Oh, I got to go to graduation. I got to finish. I thought you gra- "Oh, you, oh, that's cute. You're getting your bachelor's degree, right? And I was like, no, I'm getting my master's. Oh. What you getting it in? I said, oh, it's an MBA. Oh. That was it. Not congratulations, not good work, not great job. And then I found out that person had what? An MBA. Ah. And so I always find it interesting that, that, that people are fine if you're so far ahead of them that you don't really cause trouble. Or you're so far below them that it's cute they get to pat you on the head. But when you're perceived to be equal, that's when the vitriol shows up. That's when the meanness, the I don't like you, I'm going to stop talking to you. So when I got my PhD, oh my gosh, a whole bunch of friends walked away. It's unfortunate but it is what it is. They showed their true colors. Now the flip side to that was a couple times I've been in um I've I've been in instances where I came in and I kind of took a picture with some students who were graduating. Hey, congratulations. Had my had my cap and hood and all that stuff on, right? Took pictures with students and put in the bottom, hey, congratulations, Uh, you guys are great, you graduated, blah, 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 blah. Got a message back, hey, congratulations, I see you just graduated. I was like, what? I see you just graduated, congratulations. Mm, I graduated in 2009. And it dawned on me, oh, and it's like, well, we've been on this social media for, I don't know, 10 years. And my social media is tagged with my title, but for some reason, you know. But then I guess it's just like, You know, mainstream media who complains and gets upset because they call Jill Biden, Dr. Jill Biden. Like, you can't call her a doctor. You're not a medical doctor. And I I always want to call or text people and tell them, you know, it's idiotic that you follow the AP rule in journalism because some idiot at AP decided or some committee decided that a person that went to school longer than a medical doctor doesn't deserve to be called doctor. That the only people in the world that deserve to be called doctor. medical doctors, to which I was told by someone in TV, well, you know, the public's really not smart enough to recognize the difference between the two. I said, there is no difference. It's 60 hours or more. Like, that's what gives you a doctorate. We do original research, what are you doing? They take a test. Same thing with a JD, what? So then the person got a little indignant and sometimes yeah, I can be a knob sometimes. I looked at her and I said, Uh, oh, my bad. Do you have a master's degree? And they kind of took a step back. So you're going to argue about something outside of your realm of expertise because you're in journalism? That didn't make any sense. I told her, tell you what. I won't argue with you about journalism, even though I've been in radio and TV longer than you, and you'll just stop talking to me. And then they got mad and left. I, I, I say that a little tongue in cheek to show that we have to recognize that the world today is changing, but there's some things that we hold on to that make absolutely no sense. Someone in journalism used an AP rule to go after someone because they have an earned doctorate and they don't. So who are you to tell somebody what they can or cannot be called? But this person actually, well, I don't know if we're going to use the title. Well, then you're not going to use me. Like, I don't understand what we're doing here. I can leave. Just basic mutual respect. If you have an earned EDD, PhD, JD, you deserve to be called doctor. Medical, dentist, pharmacy, physical therapy, you deserve to be called doctor. Eight three three two one two. Yes, it's Pop-Off Friday. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven 1017 is the number. When we come back, we have the top five at five coming up. Some of the stories I think you might go like, what? And then some of the stories you're going to go, eh. That's silly. And then other things, you'll just know it's just Pop-Off Friday, and I get to complain about it. Hey, we got football coming up, so we're going to have some information for you from the Hilltoppers. We got all sorts of stuff going on. So make sure you don't change your dial. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris.